When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Welcome to Sustainable Success. Hope everyone's having a great week, the first week of May. God, where is the time gone? But again, if you're new to Sustainable Success, we're glad that you found us here at the Voice American Influencers channel. And we also encourage you to check us out on our other uh, platforms on Apple, on Spotify, and then also on our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. There you'll find many of our great guests that have shared their words of wisdom and insights and experience helping you to elevate your personal success in business to the next level. We encourage you to check it out, become engaged, and your feedback is crucial as we take that information very seriously and helping to bring in guests and experts that are going to help move the needle in your business and personal success. We are committed to that. If any of you are having, uh, regular listeners are having any questions in regards to moving your business forward, feel free to reach out to us at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Today's show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Alumni Direct is a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing together alumni from all different generational types, an opportunity to not only uh, rekindle old relationships, but perhaps meet new people for the first time that went to your school. This is also a great way to uh, perhaps lead you to your next job opportunity, perhaps a new business venture, and it takes all the noise out of social media, none of the, the bothersome notifications that we get. So you get to come in authentically on your time and get to share the types of content and the types of engagement that you choose to interact with here. It also comes with a, a, a wide variety of affinity services that you would not be uh, access to in other areas. So this could be for insurance, for your business, and then your personal family uh, as well. Feel free to reach out to them at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. Well, we got a great show for you today, and we are going to be talking about uh, a topic that I love around leadership. It's called Leadership Lessons from Half Court. And I'm going to really, I'm going to be taking notes here today because my son is an avid basketball, not only a fan, but plays on two teams. So I'm always at his games, and I love when it comes to leadership, when, when, when it relates to sports. And you got the man here today that's going to deliver that. His name is uh, Coach Jim Johnson. And before I introduce Coach Jim and, he, and when he talks about leadership lessons from half-court, I'm just going to give you a brief background about him. Based upon what transpired in a few short moments in early 2006, Coach Jim is now an authority on the subject of realizing your dreams. And, and, and his many public speaking appearances the Rochester, New York resident relates his role in a basketball game that got Hollywood calling. He also emphasizes the importance of teamwork and sportsmanship, delivering his talks with a heartfelt style that has brought audiences to their feet. Coach Jim has de developed winning high school basketball teams for over 30 years, taking over three losing varsity programs and turning them into winners in a short period of time. On his 428 28 career victories, one in particular will surely never be duplicated. On February 15th of 2006, Coach Jim made the kind-hearted gesture of inserting his autistic manager, Jason McElwain, now known to the world as J-Mac, into Greece 
Athena High School's final home game, which the Trojans won 79 to 43. Jay Mack scored 20 points in just over four minutes, including three, or excuse me, six three point baskets to become an instant national celebrity. Coach Jim uh, also was featured in a major news outlets around the country. To make the Hollywood ending complete, Greece Athena captured the first Section 5 title of Coach Jim's career a few weeks later. And Jim has been a guest on many shows, including ESPN, CNN, Good Morning America, and Oprah. He's also of the author of the book, A Coach and a Miracle. And without further ado, we welcome Coach Jim Johnson to the show. Jim, how are you doing today? Great, Chris. I hope I can live up to the intro. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been known to really do that. I like to, I love my guests and we always like to make sure that, hey, you're taking the time to be here uh, today to share your words to wisdom. And this is the least we can do to really uh, put you out there. And we want to thank you for being here and taking time out of your busy day to join us. My pleasure. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I, you know, Jim, you and I have had conversations. I've read your book and you know, I love everything you do. I'm, a, you know, being a, an avid sports fan, basketball, my son's favorite sport. Uh, you know, he plays it pretty much year round. I love to talk about the concept of leadership personally, especially when we're around the game of basketball or other sports. Let's just talk about, you know, a, a little bit about the background, maybe perhaps, you know, the story around, you know, the lessons you learned at half court. And then we can maybe get into some of the leadership keys that you really like to stress in it that are important as it applies to not only in the game in, in the game of sports but also in real life and, and again in the business world yeah excellent so i'll start by saying that um, leadership is, is challenging and i think sometimes we forget that leadership's important in almost every endeavor you know whether you're coaching a high school basketball team like i did for three decades or uh, running a, a business or, you know, leading an association or leading a family uh, or leading yourself is where I always talk. You got to start by leading yourself. And one of the things I really try to stress, because one of my major goals now in life is to try to help young and emerging leaders, because I think there's a real void in leadership, is that that you got to make leadership a study. And that was something that I did not do very well early in my career. I stumbled out of the gate. I got a head coaching job at 25 years old. And in my bio, uh, we don't bring up the fact that I actually took over four programs. The first one was a disaster. <laughs> we, we were one in 18. And as I kid people, I didn't like what the administration had to say to me after the season. And of course, what they said to me is we don't want you back. And uh, so uh but uh, fortunately, I learned a lot from that. I got a really good mentor, a guy named Bill Van Gundy. Um, you being in New York City, you probably yeah. know that name from his Jeff, son. Jeff Van Gundy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and his son Stan, that have both been head coaches in the NBA. But Coach Van Gundy helped me get back on my feet after that opening disaster as a head coach. And fortunately, then I was able to take over three programs where we uh, did turn it around and, and got things going. In my last 27 years, I was a head coach of my of two high schools in my hometown, my hometown of Greece, New York, which has close to 100,000 people, and we have four high schools. I actually went to one of the high schools and was a head coach at two of the others. So I, I hit almost all four of them in my career. And uh, But one thing I really encourage people is that, uh, you know, we forget often as coaching that, yes, you know, I certainly needed to know how to teach skills and plays for basketball. But something I really try to push uh, with young coaches is spend more time learning about how to be an effective leader, 
how to teach leadership, and how to build teams. Because if you put that all together and uh, you know and, and get the right people on your team, then you got a chance to be very successful. Um, it's always you know I always talk about you know as a leader you you got to have character and you got to have confidence. Um, so. You know, certainly you've got to understand whatever you're trying to do. In my case, uh, you know, understand the game of basketball. Uh, but really understanding leadership principles is so very important if you're going to be successful. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And there's so many things, like you said, that the game brings out and can teach us and how we can carry that into our everyday lives and 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 also into the into the work world. You know, whether if it's if you're working for somebody or you're managing people or you're running your own business. What would you say like the game of basketball, Jim, like when you think about leadership in general, what is the one thing that really stands out that you feel like you've learned, you know, not only playing the game, but, you know, coaching the game for quite some time that really stands out and you see kind of like with the people you've coached in the past, you've seen it play out in their lives and their careers. Well, I I think we could relate you know, basketball, because it's a team sport and, and the teams that are usually the best are the teams that have, you know, you can use the word chemistry, but they play well together uh, and they work well together. And, you know, and that's uh, overlaps in any kind of endeavor, whether you're running a, a business, a church, you know, if your people aren't working together for the same cause, then you're going to have issues. And, uh, and so I think that's something that I really learned is, uh, you know, I used to tell our players that, you know, for us to be successful, yes, we need talented players. But I, you know, I just gave an illustration. I was in an interview uh, about a week ago. You know, and, and well, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are two of probably the top five players in basketball, and they were eliminated in four games. So <laughs> it just goes to show you that uh, you know, yes, talent is important, yeah. but if the talent doesn't mesh. Then uh, and don't do the things like, you know, one of the things and I'm not here to pick on the Nets in particular, other than just to say uh, they didn't have great chemistry and they didn't do some of the basic things like they guarded very poorly. And if you don't play defense, uh, you don't have success. There you go. So uh, so I I think, you know, a huge lesson is, is that. Uh, what I really learned from basketball is how to unite people for a common cause and, and, and really trying to keep them focused on, on uh, you know, like when we talked about players and how we picked players, I think one of the things I challenge people is, do you really understand what you're looking for for your people on your team? And, and we were very clear. Obviously, talent was one, but there were other three other big factors. We looked for uh, people that were very passionate about the game of basketball because we found if they're passionate, they wanted to get in the gym and they followed our formula, what we called Kanai, constant and never-ending improvement. Number two is that they were people that w- uh, were great workers, you know, that we always talked about, uh, you know, we, we're going to work as hard as we can every single day to be the best team we got. And then the third thing is that uh, we wanted we over me guys. We wanted guys that thought about the team over their own individual statistics. And so those are the things we really focused on. And just a little sidelight, you know, you mentioned the JMAC story. The reason that JMAC was kept in our program is he didn't have enough talent. That's why he didn't make their team. But he had those other three ingredients, and we admired that so much that he was a we-over-me guy, that he had a great work ethic. He loved basketball, and he loved, you know, helping people. So we, you know, and he ended up being a, a great uh, teammate, even though he only played that one game. 
Uh, so it just goes to show, you know, I really encourage leaders to have clarity of what they look for when they're bringing people onto their team. I, I love that. And, you, and what you, you know, you made me think, Coach Jim, like about like, it's not always about the talent and the skill, right? It, it, there, it's about how do we, you know, how, do, how, are we, how are we thinking, our mindset, our, you know, how do we communicate? Like you said, how are we engaging each other? Like you said, with the Nets, they didn't seem like they were engaged with each other and it reflected poorly in their, in their defensive coverage with the other team. So to, if you could shed some insight about that, because I know you're going to talk later about the, your, your, their seven leadership keys, like, which mm-hmm. I want to get into the second segment a little bit. Right. Talk about, I guess, that, like, you know, and how sometimes those things might be, you know, obviously long term, be more important than just the talent itself. Well, I think one of the things that uh, I heard someone say this once, and I think there's a lot of truth is, is, you know, does your team have an identity, you know, in, in sports, is that identity the going to give you an opportunity to win a championship? Okay. So the, the Nets identity, I don't know what it was because they didn't guard anybody that weren't, didn't really play very well together. Uh, they were very talented. I mean, Kevin Durant, you know, debatably the best player in the league still and Kyrie Irving is certainly a, a magnificent offensive player. Um, but, you know, they just didn't synchronize those things and they didn't have an identity where you, you look at the Boston Celtics right now. And I'd say they have identity. They have identity that they're they're going to play relentlessly defensively. They're going to share the ball and make the extra pass. And you know, I, it's debatable where you could say. I mean, they've certainly got some talent. And you don't you don't make the NBA. Oh yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, but at the same time, you know what? I don't know that their best player is as good as he, the the two best players for the uh, the net. So yeah, um, you know. So I think that's where that that old word synchronize. You know, the ability to uh, have the sum of the parts bigger than the whole is, is really powerful. Yeah, no, it's so true. And you, that identity is so important because it's something that, again, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong. It just seems like, you know, when people are communicating, whether if it's ver- verbal, nonverbal or body language, whatever it may be, it just seems that like kind of everybody knows their role in duties they know when to be cross-functional when required. And because of that, it, 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 they're, they're going to make less mistakes and they're going to be more alert to what's happening right in that moment. You know, So if you were to equate that from basketball to business or anything, would it be something similar, the same thing? I, I totally agree. I think you said, said that very well, is that you know, the gym college used to say, you not only got to get the right people on the bus, you got to get them the right seats. And, you know, that was something that we spent a lot of time with our players clarifying what their roles, not everyone was going to take the most shots, you know, that was going to happen to be the guy that was probably our best player. Right. But at the same time, if we could get everyone to buy into their and excelling in their roles, you know, like we might have one of the guys I might say, you know, John, you can play a lot for us if you excel in your role to be a defensive stopper. And you get that young man to buy into that. And if he buys into it, you got something really good there. If he doesn't buy into it, you got to find somebody else, right? Get him off the bus. <laughs> uh, so, so I think those are the things that, you know, is really important when you're developing a team is that, you know, use people's strengths and then encourage them to excel in their strengths. Uh, and, and that doesn't necessarily, and, and, you know, you got to, that goes back to one of my statements before, you got to find we over me guys, uh, because otherwise, um, you know, if you're, if you're all about playing for yourself first, 
uh, that usually leads to disaster. No, I agree. And I love what you said about really honing in on your strengths. Because, you know, when you look at even in the business world, a lot of times people are conservative. They're afraid to make a mistake because they feel like they're more, more, you know, either they, either they assume or it's, it's directed from somebody above them. They have to do something they feel uncomfortable or they don't, they're really not good at to begin with rather than something that they're good at. And in this case, when you said understanding your role and duties that you can leverage what you're really good at and really be, make a difference for the team in that area. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that's something you really got to encourage. And, you know, one of the things we talk about and we'll get in probably a little bit into about, you know, is how to build trust. And one of the things we talk about in building trust is that you got to catch people doing what they're excelling and what I call catching them doing the right thing and make sure you praise them and praise them specifically. You know, for example, like, uh, you know, if one of our players uh, dives on the floor for a loose ball, I'm going to go over and go, John, that was great effort. I love how you dove on the floor for a loose ball. That's what championship teams do. So everybody hears that, you know, and they say, whoa, okay. You know, he was very specific. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Wow. This is some great stuff. Well, we got, we got more to come from coach Jim. We are just getting in. We just kind of built the foundation here when we, talk about leadership and, again, some of the lessons he's learned at half court. But when we come back, we're going to be talking about some of the, the key le- or these leadership keys. I'm not going to even tell you the number yet. I'll let him cover that when we come back after the break. But we got to go to the break right now. So uh, stay, stay put. Get your, note, your uh, notebooks and pads out, whatever, pens. And when we come right back, we're going to dive into those, those uh, leadership keys. And we'll be right back after the break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your 
your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week. Welcome back to Sustainable Success. If you're just joining us, we're here with Coach Jim Johnson. We're talking about leadership lessons from half court. Again, you can listen to this show in its entirety here later today here at the Voice America Influencers Channel. Also on Apple, Spotify, and our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. We highly encourage you to listen to this first segment that, if again, if you're just joining us, lots of great information, kind of laid down the foundation to everything that we're talking about. And now we're going to be talking about some of the things that you can actually utilize to implement the leadership process to be more effective in your business, personal life. And again, if you're playing a sport, so all of these things apply to so many different areas. So Coach Jim, you have leadership keys that mm-hmm. really that you have been using for quite some time. Right. Can you talk about how many leadership keys are there first? And if you could go through each one to discuss how they kind of impact each other in sequence. Sure. So the uh, I have seven keys in leadership and I'll go through and I'll share a little bit about each one and try to give you an illustration or a story about it. So the first one is um, clarifying your vision. You know, without vision, the people will perish, as the Bible says. But when I delve into vision, what I'm talking about specifically when I try to teach people is that, first of all, I mentioned earlier, is that the first person you got to lead is yourself. So I really push people strongly to get clarity of their personal mission statement, okay? Uh, and we're going to get into, you know, your team or company mission statement in a moment. But I think that's where it starts is you have to have clarity because I really believe that you have to know what you stand for and people that you work with that you're trying to lead, they got to know what you stand for. So that was one of the things when I gained clarity and took over those three other programs after my opening disaster was that I was very clear about what I was all about. And, uh, and my mission statement, just for example, is to be an outstanding role model that makes a positive difference in the world by helping others make their dreams come true. And when I shared that, what I to help people is, I think that you just start with just a simple question. Why were you put on this earth? And then secondly, is get clarity on what are your three or four most important core values? And then I suggest to take some time and really try to continue to ask yourself that question, why are you put on this earth? And then with your most important core values, try to put into a sentence or two what you're all about and then stand by it, share it and, and be clear about it. Uh, because when I gained clarity about what I was, and, you know, just give you a quick example, like to be a great role model, then I knew I had to do certain things a certain way. Otherwise, I wasn't a very good model, you know, and, and I got a service mindset. So example, my core values is I respect everybody. Number two is that I constantly look to grow. And number three is I want to serve others. So that's what I tried to do in implementing my, my personal mission statement. Then the second part 
is, uh, in fact, I just talked to a company last week in Ohio. And what I really, you know, I read out their mission statement. I said, it sounds really good. And our mission statement for our team is we got everybody involved when the first team I took over when we got into the team mission. And they said, coach, we want to win because they had only won two games a year before we got there. And I said, well, I want to win too. But I've done a lot of studying of successful teams, both on the, in athletics and in business. And if your only objective is to win the game or your only objective is to make profit, those are usually short-lived. You've got to be bigger than that. So I said, so we decided on we wanted to be winners on and off the court. And I kid people, but what I talk about is you are the CRO is the leader. And that means chief reminding officer. You have to consistently remind and everybody should be clear about what the mission is. And are you guys living it day in and day out? You know, and and so it was my job to be clear about what does it take to be a winner on the court? You know, winning this game is part of that, but also are you a great teammate? Are you someone that can handle adversity and be a good sport? Are you someone off the court that will do your best in the classroom that will contribute to our community and be an effective community member? Those are the things we were trying to teach as far as what it takes to be a winner on and off the court. So that's where I think it all starts. You know, it's great. You know, I've seen businesses I've come into and they have got it on the wall. I've seen T-shirts. But really the key key is, uh, does everybody buy into the mission? And number two, are they consistently living it? Otherwise, you're, you're going to have people go in all different directions and be like herding cats, and that's not so effective. Uh, the uh, second key I talk about is building trust. And I usually ask this question in my leadership presentation is, how many believe trust is important in building a successful team? And I, I get usually 100% hands. So oh, there's yeah. no one that says that, you know, oh, trust isn't important. So, but then my challenge to people is, do you have a plan on how you're going to build trust with your team? Because it just doesn't happen. It's got to be intentional. Yeah. And so the three keys that I share in building trust is one, that we wanted to, because we took over three losing programs, we were able to turn around fairly quickly. And so we said, the first thing we were gonna do is we need to align our words and actions. Illustration, I was real big on being on time. And we practiced a lot before school, which, you know, they early on, they didn't like that so much, but then it became a badge of honor because, you know, we were the only ones practicing before school. But, you know, if we were expected to be there, in fact, I gave them funky times. Like we were starting at 657. And, you know, so they made it very specific, you know, but it, it was a way they could remember a little bit better. But, you know, the, and then, of course, I, as the leader, I always had to be, I, you know, I always kidded people, if you can't be on time, be early, you know. And so I was always early because that was important to me to set that standard. Uh, secondly, is after aligning your words in action is I think you got to build on telling each other the truth. And what I found is, People that are highly effective, that are high producers, they want to know the truth. And that's why we talk about getting the right people on the team. And so uh, sharing the truth with each other, I think, is really important. Then the third thing is, because we took over programs that were bad, is we really focused on getting their self-esteem up by catching them doing right. And I gave you an illustration earlier that you, you should praise when they deserve it. And, and also praise specifically so they understand what they did right. So they'll do it again because they like that yeah. praise. Okay. And so I think those are things um, that you can do in building trust. And then, it, you know, leadership is building relationships. So, you know, one of the things that I did, I learned this from a business book and it was very powerful is, is that 
the power of recognizing people's personal things. Example is birthdays. So I had five teams under my uh, supervision. You know, I had a seventh grade team, eighth grade team, ninth JV and varsity. And, you know, we had a coach for each of them, but I, I was the overall leader. And so I, when we, all those teams were chosen, I put into my calendar notebook, every kid in our program, those five teams, their birthday. And I would send them a personalized birthday card. And, you know, I always kid people, you know what? That day, the only birthday card they got from school was from Coach Johnson. No one else knew it was their birthday, other than maybe their close friend. Yeah. And so those are little ways that, you know, you can do that. And, and you know, that helps build a relationship because they know the old adage, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yes. Uh, and recognizing things about people, I think, is very powerful. Going into the third one is creating an edge. And I believe as a leader, you have to be someone that continues to grow yourself so you can find ways to grow your team. And I'll give you a couple examples. One of the things we did that we were really ahead of the curve uh, was that, you know, I felt our teams weren't strong enough physically. So I hired a strength coach. Now that's very in vogue for all levels of basketball now, but back, you know, many years ago, it was not, but I, I brought in a, a strength coach. So I talk about, you know, one of the ways we created edge is I found people that fit our team and our coaching staff. So I used other voices. It wasn't just me. I think it's a very powerful leadership lesson. Number two is we spent a lot of time teaching our players about goal setting. And I'll just give a quick little activity that we used to do with our players. We would ask them to write out their three most important goals in 45 seconds. Then we gave them an activity that night and we wanted them and we asked them to add some goals after that. And I would meet with players one-on-one so I would find out their individual goals and how they align with the team goals. I think that's really important. But what we would do is we would teach them to get index cards and we wanted them to take charge of life. So we would ask them in the first card to write out, I am responsible. Second card, I like myself because you got to care about yourself so you can care about others. And then, then write out your goals. And we taught them how to, you know, we don't have time right now, but, you know, they have goals that are measurables and specific, you know, smart goals. We can get into that. And we, and we taught them that. And we really tried to reinforce with them about, you know, the mental piece of the game, you know, where you've got to believe in yourself, you got to know what your goals, you know, we used to give our team a quote every day. And when we did our goals week, I would always say, when you think it, ink it, or as the great late great Zig Ziglar said, you can't hit a target you don't have, you know, and that's why clarity of writing things down is so powerful. Uh, you know, and there's other things you certainly do. And as something as a coach, I was always trying to find little ways that we create an edge. I'll give you one last example. You know, we were one of the few teams that we did used a lot of mental imagery. We did imagery before every single game and it really builds up. And I'll give you a quick story. My last season, I had a really good player. Actually, he uh, played with the Rockets, not this past year, but the year before. He, played, he had a great career at University of Vermont. But his name was Anthony Lamb, and Anthony got fouled in our sectional semifinal his senior year with six seconds to go in the game. On a three-point shot, we were down three. He makes all three, and we win the game in overtime. And afterwards, one of the reporters comes up and said, Anthony, how did you make all those shots in that pressure situation? He goes, we did mental imagery before every game. I saw myself making that shot time in and time out. There's no doubt I was making those shots. So, you know, again, those are things you can do as a leader to create an edge. Fourth key 
is effective communication. And, you know, that's huge. I'll say two things. I really believe it's important as a leader, you get better and better with uh, leading, you know, by becoming a better public speaker. But always remember this, words do matter. Words can help Hmm. and boy, words can hurt. So I think it's really important that you have clarity of how you communicate. But the most important thing that I really learned and I was not good early in my uh, career, was, is the fact that the old adage, you have two ears and only one mouth. So you've got to listen more than you talk. Mm-hmm. And when I started to do that, in fact, I, I told you I talked to that uh, company last week. And one of the things that changed is I used to, uh, we used to run captain's meetings every Monday. And I, it was a great way to communicate to the leaders of our team. I was trying to build them as leaders. But early in my career, I will always come in with agenda and I would just share ideas. In the second half of my career, I came in with a different thing. I came in with like four questions, you know, like, how's the team chemistry? Is there anyone that's really struggling now? How can I coach you better this week? What should we focus on? And then I just listened. And boy, it really, because when they feel like they got ownership of what's going on and your people and your business or on your team feel like they're contributing and they're being heard, Boy, that's a pretty powerful thing. So I, I think that's really something to think about. Fifth mm. one is uh, lead by example, which, you know, is pr- pretty simple as far as saying it. But I've seen too many leaders <laughs> that do a very poor job with this. And I'll give you one uh, quick story. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, in my bio, it took us, uh, J-Max Sr., when he had that special game, was our first Section 5 championship. And we... Uh, but one of the things I realized, because we had made the sectional semifinal six times in my career before we broke that barrier and finally won our first championship. But what I realized is I felt like I was a good role model, except for one small segment of the season. Guess what that was? That was our postseason tournament because I wanted to win so badly that I was putting so much pressure on myself. Who else do you think I was putting correct pressure on, Chris? The team, team, you know, and I was not the same person. I, you know, I I would get agitated. I didn't handle adversity well. And it reflected, you know, we lost a lot of close games. And and something I really did a lot of reflection. Well, when we finally had that breakthrough, we actually in our semifinal game and the final game, uh, two a little bit different, the semifinal game, we were up 10 at halftime, blew the entire lead. But this time, I actually, we're losing the fourth quarter, but this time I was more positive. The kids responded. We rarely won. In the championship game, my first championship game, we're all fired up. We're getting all this publicity because of the J-Max story. We play in a sold-out arena of 10,000 people. We had uh, played that team twice that we played in the finals. We had split with two close games. We start the game. We're down 12 to three after four minutes. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that pregame speech didn't work. But again, this time I was better. I uh, uh, held it under control and the kids responded. We ended up winning late in the game. And, you know, it just goes to show you uh, what we always talked about with our players and leading by example is you are always on stage. And I want to really focus with the people listening. If If you're leading they're watching you, you know, and if you're not aligning your words and actions, as, as I talked about in building trust, you're going to get yourself in trouble for sure. The sixth key is what I call leaving a profit. And that simply is our leadership philosophy. And there's two segments to that. One is I think as a leader, you, and I mentioned this briefly before, is that you got to keep growing. You got to keep getting better. So I've really 
push people to be intentional about their personal growth. And I, you know, I talk about like, I'm an avid reader. I believe leaders are readers. So I get up every morning. The first thing I do is I read. Uh, In fact, I average read a book um, every week. And for, you know, any of the listeners that follow me on social media, I do a book recommendation every Wednesday. Uh, Number two is I've turned my uh, my, uh, automobile into a library on wheels. I'm always listening to audio programs. I'm I'm a podcast junkie. And then the last one I call it the two for one, where, you know, when I exercise or I'm out cutting the grass, I'm always listening to a podcast, you know, so I'm feeding my mind. And and that's, you know, and I am intentional. My goal is to feed my mind minimum 75 minutes every day. So I think that's the first thing. And then the second thing is we're getting clear about your leadership philosophy, which is everything we wanted to touch, we wanted to make better, not worse. And, And in fact, that we meant we wanted to turn to gold and not garbage. And I'll just give you a quick illustration. When we went to a uh, opponent's school, we would go in the locker room. And if I saw a piece of trash on the ground, what do you think I did? Picked it up. I picked it up because, you know, one of the things I was really stressing our players, everything we touch, we're going to make better. And, you know, just when you start with simple things like that, it really manifests into much bigger things. So those are the, uh, that's six. And I know we're getting close to the end of the segment. I'll just mention the seventh and we can delve in a little bit deeper uh, yeah. after. And that is servant leadership, which is now becoming a very big word in leadership. And I'll say this, and we could delve in a little bit more deeply um, in our last segment, if you like. But I think the huge thing about it is that that's really what I believe leadership is, is when you are the servant to your people instead of they, you thinking that they're serving you. Yeah, I love that, Jim. You, you those those seven leadership keys were spot on, and and uh, you know, and now it's so it, it makes so much sense in how they 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 flow in that sequence, like you said, and how impactful they are as a whole. Could you just sum up in thirty seconds those keys, and again, the impact and difference it can make in terms of whatever that wherever this would apply in any situation? About maybe twenty seconds. Yeah, so I think just the thing that I brought out to everybody is that we can review those quickly at the second, next segment. Yeah. Basically, the concept is you got to start by being able to lead yourself. Yeah. And then through, through that is you got to find ways that you can bring the right people on the team and build relationship with them so that they know you care. And, you know, those are all things that we really try yeah. to weave in and getting clarity about who you are, you know, what your team mission is. And, and doing that consistent. That, that's the huge thing. And Consistency. I like you to talk about that bit. when we come back after the break, because that, that <laughs> word is so important. Yeah. So we got to go to break. We're here with Coach Jim again. We're talking about leadership uh, lessons uh, from half court. You're going to be, uh, be hearing more. We got to go to break. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. 
The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week. Welcome back to Sustainable Success. We're here with Coach Jim Johnson talking about leadership lessons from half court. If you're just joining us, you could listen to this show in its entirety here later today at the Voice America Influencers Channel under Sustainable Success or at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. Come by our Facebook page, join, engage, interact, get to meet new people, and share with us what is important to you, and we're there to help you move your business to the next level. Uh, Again, that's Sustainable Success 2017. Again, our show is being brought to you today by uh, Alumni Direct, a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together and an opportunity to meet new people. It is a membership-based program, takes all the noise out of social media, but it's also a great place to tap into resources, things that you would normally not be able to get on your own personally and in your business. Feel free to check them out at alumnidirect.com. So Coach Jim, you were just finishing up on the, well, the leadership keys. There were seven and you were just finishing up on servant leadership and then you also said a key word at the end, that that word consistency. And it's like the glue that kind of makes everything stick with these seven leadership keys. Can you talk, just if you like to expand on the servant leadership and talk about the importance of consistency? Sure. So just to expand on like servant leadership is that, you know, the traditional pyramid leadership was the leaders up on top of the pyramid and everybody else is below him or her. And so the concept is that you're going to flip the leadership pyramid so that your concept is how can I serve and add value to the people on my team or who I'm leading? And I think that's powerful. Uh, I I used to uh, quote uh, Dr. Martin Luther King's, uh, one of his statements is we can all be great because service leads to greatness and we're all capable of serving. So I think when you really develop that mindset, 
and that you're going to serve your people. And I think the huge other thing about that is I believe the best leaders develop leaders. You know, and I'm really proud that a number of my staff have gone on to lead other basketball programs. Also, a number of my players have had success in life. So, you know, I'm proud of that. And I think that's important that you're teaching them how to lead themselves so they can influence and lead others. Going to that word consistency. Well, one of the things, excuse me, that I think is so powerful is that, you know, often I'm asked two questions. How do you get to the top? And yet we went through a lot with that process of the seven keys. But the second question is the more difficult one is, how do you stay at the top? Because certainly we see it in athletics, we see it in business, we see it in almost every situation. Music, the one hit wonder is, you know, you hit, you win a championship in, in athletics and then you don't see that team back. Where do they go? And, uh, you know, you see that in business, you know, a team or, a, you know, a restaurant that was great for a year and then all of a sudden they're out of business. What happened? Uh, so I really believe that comes into that word consistency is that having clarity of those keys we talked about with the focus on what is your leadership philosophy? You know, is that and I talked about that as the leader, you got to keep growing and getting better. You can't stay the same. And that's what happens too often is people get. Uh, where they get complacent and they just kind of say, okay, we want it. You know, we're going to do the same thing. No, you got to get better. You got to, and that's something I really did after season. Okay. How, and I really talked to our players. How are we going to get better? Because everybody's after us now. We got the target on our back. We won the championship. And so what I'm really proud of Chris is in our last 11 years that I coached, after never making the finals before Jason's senior year, we made eight finals and won six. And wow. so I, you know, so I can think I could talk with some confidence that what we did, because we kept growing to, to get better and keep pushing our guys to get better. And then again, as a leader, finding ways from that leadership philosophy, how are we going to continue to do things the right way? And, you know, one of the things that, you know, sometimes it's, it's boring, but I truly believe this. In fact, I just heard a story the other day that I thought was so powerful. I was listening to a guy talk about the Golden State Warriors. And he says, I couldn't believe it, you know, because this guy was a shooting coach in the NBA. And he went and watched Golden State practice a couple of times. He said their first 45 minutes, all they did was basic fundamental drills, you know, form shooting, uh, footwork drills. And I, I, they're right on. Because yeah. the teams that play the best consistently are the soundest in the fundamentals. They do I, things right. And that's something that, you know, we really did. And I'll give you one little example. Yeah. In, in basketball is that we really tried to teach our players to be multidimensional. What I mean by that is, you know, like our the guy I mentioned that uh, played maybe the NBA, Anthony Lamb, he was 6'6". But we, we taught him how to dribble. We taught him how to shoot. And so he became much more dynamic. Rather, and he was really good around the basket. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but, you know, we wanted him to be a complete player that can do a lot of things. And that's what we try to teach all our players. And one of the things that why I believe we were very effective is because they built into the team thought and we were consistent with the fundamentals. Guys knew how to pass, knew how to dribble, could make open shots. And those are some of the, you know, how to defend, you know, what is your philosophy and how you're going to defend. And again, you, those are things as a leader, you got to sell. You know, I, I know I, we picked on the, or I picked on the, the, the net some, 
But, you know, something that I don't believe their coaching staff sold that, you know what, we got to play great defense. Because, you know, it was really deceiving, again, going back to Golden State. When Golden State won those championships, now they scored a lot of points, so it was deceiving. But if you look at the metrics of their defense, they were always one of the best defensive teams, yeah. too. And people forget that because they scored a lot of points. And, and But you realize they were very good at the fundamentals. And it's something we can learn for. And that goes back to that big C word that you brought up. And, and that is consistent, the discipline and consistency. You just made me think about that, you know, the fundamentals, like, you know, even the late, great Kobe Bryant, you know, you know, even after all those years, he, he would be at the basketball court at three 30 in the morning yes. doing the fundamentals, like, yeah. you know, that's things that he learned when he was in grade school, right. he was still doing even at the time, at, at, you know, having a Hall of Fame career, still doing that. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I think those are things you've got, you know, because one of the things I, I talked about is that, uh, you know, as a creating an edge, as a leader, you've got to be, you know, one of the things that always fascinated me and still fascinated me today, you know, now I speak to a lot of businesses as well as, you know, athletic teams and that type of thing, is I always go back to, what are the greatest people in your sport or what are the greatest leaders in business? What are they doing that's a little bit different? And I'm telling you, a lot of it is they're clear about who they are. They're consistent about who they are and they, and they're willing to do the, you know, what a lot of people think is the little things, but, you know, like things like, um, you know, getting up and having a, a really good morning routine, you know, having a good evening uh, how to end your day. You know, those are the things that that people, I believe, that are highly successful have clarity of how they start the day, have clarity of how they're going to finish the day. And, you know, and, uh, you know, I could get into a little bit, but like one of the things I really try to teach people is, you know, time block. You know, if you if you want, um, like, you know, what I, I talk about leading by example. One of the things that's important to me is I wanted to be fit. So I, I blocked out a, a period of time every single day to work out. And, you know, yeah. and, and because that, that's a priority to me, you know, if I'm going to lead by example um, and you know what, I'm not saying there's successful people that are, aren't in shape, you know, as far as like the leaders, but that wasn't me. For me, if I'm going to lead by example, then I've got to be, you know, I got to be, take care of myself. You know? I, I second that I'm the same way. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, it's hard for me to, you know, say that, you know, because I drove our players hard. We, you know, we worked very hard. Uh, but like, you know, I always kid uh, people that, you know, when we go up in the weight room and let's let's I would go through a core workout with them. And it's funny because, you know, my players at the end of my career, I mean, I'm, I was getting older. They, they were better basketball players than me. But you know what? I could go up in the weight room and still beat their butts in, in a core workout. You know, it's because I was fit. You know, I, I took care of myself. And it wasn't something they had spent as much time on. Um, so I think those are things as a leader, you know, going back to what we mentioned earlier is, you know, if you have a strength in a certain thing, then, uh, you know, that's something you can use to your advantage to help you become a more effective leader. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's so key. And I love what you talked about, the foundation, a daily routine, so critical, and not only a personal routine, but even routines that could be, you know, as a team, it could be. Yep. Like in the workplace, having a uh, a daily huddle, even if it's yes. for five or 10 minutes to get on the same page, understanding what your duties are in your roles that day. So there's no miscommunication, no breakdowns and all that. 
uh, or you or you you offset that. So I think that's really really important. Jim, anything else that you would like to share from what you've talked about these leadership keys? We've got about three minutes left, and I want to make yeah. sure we have at least a couple minutes to let people know about you and what you're up to. Sure. Uh, any final comments that you'd like to share about what you talked about today uh, well, in the area I, of leadership? I'll give you a couple quick wrap up. One would be is I, I really uh, want to emphasize the people that they uh, are really clear about their personal mission, know their why, and you know, and their who. Who are they? I think that's really important. Number two is developing consistent habits that are going to take you where you want to go and teach those habits to your team. I think that's really powerful. And then the third thing I'll say, you had a great point about daily huddles, you know, or one-on-one meetings. I did a lot of like short meetings, just checking in with people, you know, and just simple questions like, how are you doing? How can I best support you? You know, can I, what can I do to be a better coach for you? You know, so just really, you know, those can be five to 10 minutes but boy, those are powerful because people really believe that you do care about them. And as a leader, you should care about them yeah. or, or they're going to go astray on you. So I love it. Jim, anything, I want to thank you for number one, for taking time out of your My schedule pleasure. to be here and sharing with us this valuable topic because it's so important in so many different ways. Let people know what you're up to uh, and you know where they can get in contact with you, anything that you'd like to provide them. Sure. So the simplest way is that uh, I my website is coachjimjohnson.com. That way I wouldn't forget it. And on that, we have a, a free newsletter. People can sign up. Uh, my book actually is still on there, and we're selling it at a discount, and I give a free bookmark if, you, if people are interested in purchasing the book. We're really proud of that. I also do a weekly blog they can sign up for that's also free. And then follow me on social media. As I mentioned, I do a success thought and a leadership either video or uh, blog or something every single day on my social media. I also, I'm really proud we started, one of my goals now is to help young and emerging leaders. So I started a uh, a podcast with two other uh, college professors and a young guy called the Limitless Leadership Lounge. Uh, we've had some really wonderful guests. In fact, we just interviewed five high school students yesterday. It's coming out next week uh, that we just had a great time with that. Um, so, you know, I uh, listen to our podcast and, uh, you know, connect with me. And then I do, a lot, you know, I was doing a lot of speaking around the country until the pandemic. I, I, I do virtual and I, uh, uh, but I'm back out now speaking. I do leadership, teamwork, inspirational. And then I actually, uh, last one is I started an inclusion speech called in, uh, how to, who's your JMAC. And wow. I love it. And so that's something that I just, uh, started doing and, uh, so I'm, I'm excited to, just to be out and help people. So uh, have people look me up. I'd be glad to help them any way I can. Well, I love it. Well, we highly encourage everybody that's yeah, listening and those that will be listening later, get in contact with Coach Jim. If you're a sports guy and you want to talk about leadership, they're great. If you're if, if it's business, I'm sure, Coach Jim, you, you welcome those questions and calls. So get to know Jim. Reach out to him at his website. Uh, also check him out on LinkedIn as well. And he's got a lot of, he's got a book out there. Definitely get your hands on that. I know for me, it was a great read. Coach Jim, thank you so much again for taking time to be here with us. I want to thank you again. Uh, I just really got so much me personally here today. So much stuff that really solidified either things I knew, but things that I did not know. 
that really are going to help elevate my game, so to speak, in this case, in coaching and, and business and so on. So thank you so much for being here. Appreciate my pleasure, Chris. It was great. And look forward to uh, keep keeping our uh, relationship and communication going. Absolutely. Well, get, well, listeners, we want to thank you each and every week joining us here, the Sustainable Success Way. Again, this show would not be where it's at if it wasn't for you. We are committed to your success and your growth, both personally and in your business. This is why we bring in, in guests like and experts like Coach Jim, because they're not only sharing from a business perspective, but personal experience. This can apply in our everyday lives. So we are committed to keep doing that. If you have any suggestions or any recommendations, feel free to reach out to us at the Voice American Influencers Channel or drop me a line at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Well, everyone, have a great rest of your week, and we will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.